Hey y'all, it's K-Bird Tweets, and this is Peace, Love, and Baseball. Hey there, welcome in to this week's Peace, Love, and Baseball. Come on in, get comfy, maybe take your shoes off, settle in. We got some good stuff to chat about today. I can't say that I particularly planned on doing this episode, but sometimes you've just got to meet the moment. So here we are. Today, we are doing a deep dive into the legendary career of the one and only Albert Pujols. Now, if you're not a baseball fan or particularly an Albert fan already, I encourage you to still listen in to get a brief overview of the kind of career that we will truly never witness again. One of the biggest things that speaks to me particularly about Albert's career is the consistency within the longevity of his career. There is so much behind every year of his 22 years that we can't even touch on from how dialed in he has to be, you know, to his physical well-being, nutrition, and truly every day of the year has to be so fully committed to being great for this game. As I was researching, it really put the longevity uh, and incredible nature of his career into perspective for me by thinking about what I was doing and where I was at in life throughout the timeline of his career. So I'm going to share little tidbits of my life each year throughout the pod, not just to share a little bit more about me, but also to invite you to think about where you were and all the milestones that you have had in your life and things that have happened all the while Albert Pujols has had this extraordinary career. So before we get into full-on baseball mode, let's touch on our peace and love for this week. So I'm currently listening to this audiobook. It is called Atomic Habits by James Clear, uh, which I certainly recommend, and I might discuss it more on a future episode. But for today's purposes, I wanted to mention it and share with you that one habit that I'm currently working on, and that is to start my day with what I'm calling morning mobility. (laughs) I am still definitely getting used to sitting at a desk all day for my current job. And honestly, it's not something that any of us should like get used to, you know? I personally have some disc issues that cause me a lot of discomfort when I'm sitting for long periods of time, especially when I'm not doing the right movement and mobility work to keep my body feeling good. I know how I am. I need to like write out rules and give myself a set structure. So I wrote myself out a little routine It takes, you know, between 10 and 20 minutes, depending on how much time I have. I want to give to it in the morning and I'm holding myself to it along with stretching at night. So follow along on Instagram. I'm at peace.love.baseball and I'm going to share a video of the morning mobility routine later this week. And if that works for you, you want to give it a try. Awesome. If you take a look and you know it's not something that will feel good for you, or you don't see yourself following along to a video for movement that's just not your jam, then I simply invite you to start and end each day by lying or sitting on the floor and just doing some really basic movements that just generally feel good to you. I can't tell you how much better I feel lying on the floor at the end of the day rather than sitting and sinking into my couch. 
Or, you know, I feel much better sinking into the couch after I've taken the time to stretch out on the floor for a little bit. So anyway, that's my tip and my challenge to you for this week. And keep an eye out for the video because you're going to hold me to it. So as featured on last week's podcast, y'all know that I went to my friend Wes's live show this past Saturday night, and it was the first time that I've actually been to a live show of music other than like a larger scale theater show, which I've gone to a couple um, in the last year or so. But it was the first live music show in an intimate setting like that that I have been to since 2019. Now that's something I used to do way more often. He was awesome. It was so great and exciting to experience a couple of different things specifically. First of all, just experiencing art in an intimate space like that. It was a room that held probably about 50 of us and we all were, you know, sitting and having dinner and there was really cool art all around us. It was just a really neat space and the perfect size space for the experience that he was looking to create. And two, something that I've always loved is watching people that I love do the things that they love. I have seen some friends and I have been in them myself, some shows that are like, not so great, but I still have loved them like so much. Some of the things I've enjoyed and gotten the most joy from have been shows that like really were not that great, you know, like high school productions or something. But I have a friend in it who is just thriving and doing what they love. And you can see how much they love it when they're doing it. And man, it just makes you feel all the feels, all the good feels. So I invite you to find whether it's like a comedy show or a band just playing in a bar where you can go have some dinner, have some drinks or some kind of live art that you can go check out, support, and enjoy. I have the itch to do a cabaret show now, and I felt like my whole mind just open up to the excitement of that um, after seeing Wes kill it this weekend. So congrats, Wes, and thanks for letting us all experience that. It was awesome. Okay, peace and love, friends, always. But now it's pool holes time. So we're actually going to start with just a little background of Pujols growing up and all that before we dive into 1999, which is where we're really going to start with the career timeline. So as highlighted in the 2009 Sports Illustrated article titled The Power to Believe by Joe Poznanski, Albert Pujols grew up with baseball as his father was a popular pitcher in the Dominican Republic. In the Dominican Republic, he was raised as an only child, primarily by his grandmother and his 10 aunts and uncles. His family ended up immigrating to the U.S. when he was 16, so that was in 1996, and they settled in Independence, Missouri. His senior year of high school, when he was 18 years old, he played high school baseball, and opposing coaches walked him 55 times out of 88 plate appearances. He was actually accused of being older than 18 during his younger years, and he was often questioned by how he seemed older than he was. There's some cool articles and interviews with him where he addresses that. So if you're interested and intrigued by that, I encourage you uh, to Google it and to read a little bit more about it. But during that time, he hit eight home runs in the 33 at-bats that he was given the opportunity to hit in. Pujols accredits his maturity as a younger player to the way that he grew up on baseball in the Dominican Republic. He played catch with limes, using a glove made from a milk carton, and playing in games with those who were five years older than him. He's quoted actually saying that he was being pitched to at 90 plus miles an hour by the age of 13. 
So he ended up graduating a semester early from high school, and he played baseball at Maple Woods Community College in Kansas City, Missouri. And in his first game, not only did he, you know, hit a home run, but he made a casual, unassisted triple play at shortstop. You know, good start, I'd say. So now we're going to dive into the timeline, starting at 1999. There's an article from the Boston Globe put out in October of 2006. It's titled, The One That Got Away. This details the draft interest, or actually the lack thereof, in Pujols at the time. Teams were not particularly interested in Pujols because of the uncertainty about his age, which position he would play, and his build, which was not necessarily like the typical baseball player athletic build. Pujols was not actually drafted until the 13th round by the Cardinals organization, so he was the 402nd overall pick. If you don't follow baseball, that's certainly not as early on as someone who is you know, very promising with a lot of talent would typically be picked. So that's much later on in the draft, 13th round, 402nd. That's like so many people that got picked before him that surely never even went on to make the major leagues. The Cardinals actually initially offered him a $10,000 signing bonus. He turned this down. He spent the summer playing in the National Baseball Congress League. And the Cardinals increased their signing bonus then to $60,000. Nice little increase there. As he continued to prove his worth and produce. And he signed at that bonus. Now I'm thinking, what was I up to in 1999? I could name all the presidents in the state capitals. I was making my first video project for school. I think it was in the fourth grade. It was about um, Upton Sinclair and his book, The Jungle. Really serious stuff, actually. Really gross, disturbing stuff. But I made a, a real clever video about it. And it was, I remember that because it was just the beginning, the first of many memorable video projects that I made throughout my school years. I had my 10th birthday that year, which I think was my first birthday party with friends where I like invited all my friends to come over for a birthday party. And at this point in my life, I was obsessed with NSYNC. Obsessed. I got a Justin Timberlake poster for my friend Jenna for my birthday. I had a stellar fourth grade year. One of the highlights, probably the biggest highlight is that I had my best Halloween costume ever. I made it myself, well, with the help of my dad. But I went as the Y2K bug for Halloween. And I had a big cardboard box with the black computer screen on the front of it that had a question mark. And on the back, it said, you should have bought a Mac because my dad is a big Apple (laughs) Mac user even back in the late 90s. And I had like little bug antennas. So clever, right? But our guy Albert has no time to worry about Y2K because he starts the new year out by getting married on January 1st of 2000. Happy New Year. He starts the season playing third base for the single A Peoria Chiefs, which if you listened last week, you found out I am from Peoria. I'm from just outside of Peoria, actually. So as outlined by baseballreference.com, Albert hit 324 with 128 hits, 32 doubles, 6 triples, 17 home runs, and 84 RBIs in 109 games with the Chiefs in 2000. He was named the MVP of the league, and he was on the All-Star team. By the end of 2000 season, he was with AAA Memphis, so he skipped AA, went straight to AAA, which is the level right before you make it to the majors. 
And he batted 367 with Memphis, and he was their postseason MVP. Pretty cool. I also had a year of first in 2000, Albert. I took my first voice lesson. I did my first community theater show. I took my first plane ride. I went to the beach and the ocean for the first time because, you know, I grew up landlocked here in the Midwest. (laughs) I also joined a professional children's choir. So, you know, I would say I also batted a strong 367 in 2000 and, and had a breakout year myself. Okay, 2001, this is it, right? Pujols makes his major league debut. He actually makes his debut as the first MLB player to be born in the 80s. <laughs> he was born in 1980, so he was the youngest player at this time. He played four positions, third base, first base, right field, and left field. He ended up having one of the greatest rookie seasons in history. He hit 329, 47 doubles, 37 homers, 130 RBIs, and 112 runs scored. He won the Silver Slugger, which is like the offensive award for his third base position that year. He was obviously and unanimously voted as the 2001 NL Rookie of the Year. He had the most home runs of anyone on the Cardinals that year. He was ahead of Jim Edmonds and Mark McGuire. So per MLB.com, and a lot of this information that I'm getting, almost all of it is from articles over the years from Cardinals.MLB.com. So thanks for that. A lot of the other stuff I'm going to shout out along the way. Per MLB.com, Pujols became the first Cardinals rookie since 1955 to make the all-star team. This year, Albert and his wife also welcomed their first child together when Albert Jr., A.J. Pujols, was born in January of 2001. They also have a daughter, Isabella, who is actually Albert's stepdaughter. So she was around before they got married. And this is their daughter who has Down syndrome, who Albert has always been very close with and is very inspired by, and she ends up inspiring a lot of the charitable work and foundation, which we'll get into in years to come here. Moving right along to 2002, already lots accomplished, but let's just keep rolling. Pujol spent most of the 2002 season playing left field. He started the season batting in the cleanup spot, the fourth spot in the order, but by May, he was moved into that third spot, which is like his iconic spot that we know him for as Cardinal fans, and he stayed there for the next nine seasons as a Cardinal. MLB.com verifies that this is the year that he became the first player in Major League history to hit over 300 with at least 30 home runs, 100 runs scored, and 100 RBIs in his first two seasons. So first player ever to have that kind of success offensively in his first two Major League seasons. I wish that I could say the same for me in these years, 2001, 2002, but... When I think back to, you know, what I was doing then, well, 2001, I got braces and glasses at the same time. So, you know, that was cute for sure. And, you know, by 2002, I worked through some of that, definitely built a lot of character. And I was regularly wearing things like I had this quilt coat. It was like a coat made out of a quilt that my mom got at like an auction or a garage sale or something, but I thought it was cool. And even though it was super weird, I wore it. I remember I wore cat ears in public sometime. I was really, I was, I was coming into my own. I was just really embracing that I could be my own person. And 
I actually remember it would have been probably in the year 2001 that one of the girls that I went to school with who was like the popular girl, you know, came up to me at recess. And I remember this moment like so vividly. And she said to me, why don't you care what people think about you? (laughs) And I don't even know what I said back. But I remember kind of taking it as a compliment. So that's where I was at, at, you know, 11, 12 years old, while Pujols is just smashing his way onto the Major League Baseball scene. So let's get back to that, shall we? 2003. Albert Pujols had 212 hits and 43 home runs. He is only the second St. Louis Cardinals player with 200-plus hits and 40-plus home runs in the same season. The second ever. The first, you ask? Oh, it was Rogers Hornsby, you know, in 1922, almost 100 years prior. That was the year he won the Triple Crown. Pujols led the league in all-star votes this year, which is cool. He hits his 100th career home run already. He had a 30-game hitting streak, which was tied for the second longest in Cardinals history at that time. And he became the youngest player since Tommy Davis in 1962 to win the batting title. That means he had the highest batting average in the league. And that season, it was 359. He also led the league for the season in hits, runs, and doubles. No big deal. On a personal note, in 2003, Enrique Rojas of ESPN reports that Albert is named the godfather to uh, his close friend and former teammate Placido Polanco's son. I was always a big Polanco fan. I thought that was cool. This was the year for me, 2003, that I graduated eighth grade and started high school. Got contacts, still had the braces, though. I think this is actually the year that Pujols was on the front page of some paper. I can't remember if it was my local paper, like the Peoria Journal Star. It might have been, but it might have been like the St. Louis Post-Dispatch or or something. Like someone might have sent it to me from St. Louis. But anyway, MLB's slogan for the year was, it all starts here. And I hung this big picture of him from the front page of the sports section. I hung it like a poster on my wall. This was definitely the year that I fully emerged from boy band fandom, and I was fully committed and on that St. Louis Cardinals train. Sorry, Justin. In 2004, the Cardinals signed Pujols to a seven-year extension with some no-trade provisions, and he's moved to play first base in 2004 after Tino Martinez. I loved Tino, too. He was traded during the offseason. He clocks his 500th RBI. He's actually diagnosed with plantar fasciitis in the second half of the season, but he still finishes in the top five of the league for average hits, home runs, doubles, and runs scored. So, of course, he wins another Silver Slugger, the offensive award. He finishes third in MVP voting for the league. And Derek Gold reports on stltoday.com that – Pujols, Edmonds, and Scott Rowland are nicknamed this season the MV3. Uh, Pujols actually led the three of them in home runs and in batting average. So 2005, by now Pujols has obviously established himself as the best player for the Cardinals since the likes of, you know, Stan the Man. He becomes only the third player ever in MLB to reach 100-plus RBIs in his first five seasons consecutively. 
He also hits his 200th career home run. He becomes one of the youngest players to ever reach 200 home runs. And he has yet another season finishing in the top five for all the major offensive categories. So alas, this is the year that he wins the NL MVP because Barry Bonds was injured for most of the season. So created that space for Albert to really break through. And this is also the year that Pujols and his wife start the Pujols Family Foundation, which we all know quite well by now. I'm going to read to you the mission statement of the Pujols Family Foundation because it's just very well written and you can find it on their website, which I'll link in the show notes as well. Our mission is to live and share our commitment to faith, family, and others, to promote awareness, provide hope, and meet tangible needs for children and families who live with Down syndrome, to improve the standard of living and quality of life for impoverished people in the Dominican Republic through education, medical relief, and tangible goods, to provide extraordinary experiences for children with disabilities and or life-threatening illnesses. As we know, Pujols's work on the field is only rivaled by his accomplishments and contributions off the field for this kind of work that was all started with the Pujols Family Foundation. His daughter, Sophia, is also born in November of 2005. So another great year, both on and off the field for our guy. In 2006, Pujols starts the season out strong. He has two games in April of 2006, which I'm sure many of you remember, that he hits four home runs in four plate appearances. Even then, though, he tells the media how he is not concerned or really even aware of those kinds of personal accomplishments. He's quoted when he tells uh, Matthew Leach of MLB.com, I don't get locked in on anything like that. I get locked in on seeing the ball and helping my team out to win. That is absolutely the same Albert that we hear today, right? That's exactly the way that he speaks when he's asked about these accomplishments even now when he's just so far past even the amazing things that he was doing then. He gets his 1,000th career hit in April of 2006, and it is a home run, of course, against the rival Cubs. So that's fun. This is the first year that he is placed on the injured list, which was then the DL. But this is the first year that he's placed on the injured list so he has an injury that actually takes him out of the game he has an oblique strain he's out for three weeks but that didn't slow him down he finishes the season again in the top five of basically everything offensively and his stats begin to show how not only is he consistent and powerful but here's where super clutch albert really starts to shine of his 49 home runs in 2006 20 of them produced a game-winning RBI. I'm going to say that again. He hit 49 home runs in 2006. Pretty cool. But 20 of them, 20 times, he hit a home run that produced a game-winning RBI. This is a record, of course. There's so many records in baseball, and Albert Pujols has way too many to possibly mention all of them in even a four-hour podcast, but this is a record that he broke that was previously held by Willie Mays in 1962. That's the other thing. When you hear of these records that he's breaking, you hear names like Willie Mays, Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron. Like, even if you're not a baseball fan, these are probably names that you've heard before. (laughs) These are the kind of icons that he's already establishing himself with. In 2006, we're still in 2006, 
Pujols finishes second in MVP voting, and he wins his first Gold Glove Award this year at first base. Speaking of clutch, he continues to dominate the postseason with multiple game-winning home runs and RBIs and an incredible defensive play in Game 5, which led the way for the team to win the World Series title, and Pujols got his first World Series ring. And now he is also a world champion. What were you doing in 2004 to 2006? I'll tell you a little bit about what I was doing. It was my high school years. So, you know, in 2004, I actually won a pretty cool singing competition. I got to perform at the big Civic Center, downtown Peoria. I sang uh, Home, which is a song from Beauty and the Beast, the stage show. I also did a show called Smokey Joe's Cafe in the summer of 2004. And that was really impactful for me. I mention it because it... It definitely was a part of solidifying my desire to perform professionally. This was also the summer while I was doing that show. I specifically remember being insanely dedicated to keeping stats and totally obsessing over the Cardinals. Last summer without a job, baby. Had to make the most of it. Getting wild. (laughs) Keeping stats for Cardinals games. Like Albert, this was a pretty good year for me. 2005 was perhaps slightly less eventful overall, but I did get my braces off just in time to play Sandy in Greece at my high school. Classic. 2006 was big in, you know, I got my driver's license and my very own beloved 1997 Periwinkle Blue Pontiac Sunfire. Look out world, here she comes. Okay. 2007 for Pujols, here we go. Pujols hit a game-winning three-run home run, typical Pujols, against who better, Ryan Dempster, in the 10th inning of a 12-9 victory. This tied Ken Boyer for second all-time on the Cardinals' home run list with 255. So he's already at his 255th home run. He finishes the season with a career-low 103 RBIs. His career low is 103 RBIs. Not too shabby. Still making history. Where he really shined this year, though, was in becoming a U.S. citizen. Uh, ESPN reports that he actually scored a perfect 100 on his citizenship test. That was a very fun fact. So I definitely did not ace every test in high school, but I did graduate in 2007. And I also rose to what I'd like to think is, you know, bona fide local celebrity status. I played Sharpay Evans in the regional premiere of High School Musical on stage. Pretty iconic. I also met one of my best friends during that show. Shout out to Megan. We met in High School Musical back in 2007. Big times. Big stuff ahead. Mostly for Albert. Here we go. 2008 for Albert Pujols is when he has a 42-game on-base streak. He hits his 300th home run. He becomes the third player in Major League history to start his career with eight seasons of at least 100 RBIs. So a lot of the things that I'm sharing in these first you know, seven or eight years are he becomes the first player, he becomes the third player to have this success in consecutive seasons in And that's really a highlight that just continues throughout, especially through his first, you know, 10 or 11 years as a Cardinal, is the consistency of his greatness. 
He was actually bummed that his 100th RBI game came during a game that the Cardinals lost. So he hit that milestone and got 100 RBIs, but the Cardinals lost, and he was always so focused on the team winning over everything else that, you know, he was like, it, it would have been a little more special if we won. I'm kind of bugged by it. It kind of reminded me of when, you know, Nolan Arenado hit for the cycle and the Cardinals lost earlier this season. And he was like, yeah, it's cool, but like, we didn't win. Kind of a buzzkill, you know? In the top five of all offensive categories in the league, of course, again, in 2008 was Pujols. He won his second MVP award this season. So, you know, if you're winning the MVP, what that means, if you don't know, is you're the most valuable player in the league. So arguably, you know, the most successful player that year in the league. He won his fourth Silver Slugger Award. And this is the year in 2008 where he wins the Roberto Clemente Award for his charitable work off the field. He did actually have a nerve transposition surgery during the offseason this year, and that was an alternative to him possibly having Tommy John surgery, which could have taken way longer to recover from. So even though he had some injury to deal with, it was a good alternative there. My 2008 wasn't exactly one for the record books. I lived in a dorm room with a roommate who ate warmed up sauerkraut. It um, not only made our room smell, it made the whole floor smell. But I remember I couldn't even like be in our room at times. It was awful. I also played the most boring and unfulfilling female role in the history of musical theater for the second time. Please do not offer me money to play Sandy in Greece again. I will not take it. I'm a Rizzo. Oh, and I got dumped by my boyfriend because he realized he was gay, which, you know, has followed me around as a running joke for the rest of my life. So let's get back to pools. 2009. <laughs> Picks up with his 1,000th career RBI with a monster 441-foot grand slam. Of course, we can't just get to 1,000 career RBIs. No big deal. We got to do it in Pujols fashion. This is also his 350th career home run. In fact, this season, Albert Pujols hit five grand slams, which tied the National League record for the most grand slams in a season that was previously set by Ernie Banks in 1955. He received the highest number of votes in NL history for the All-Star Game this year. He is without a doubt named the NL MVP this season for the third time. He wins another Silver Slugger. With a little help from his pals Holiday and Wayno. the Cardinals return to the postseason for the first time since that 2006 World Series run. And after a successful postseason, Pujols has surgery to remove five bone spurs from his right elbow. Fortunately, this was successful. And again, he ended up being able to avoid needing Tommy John surgery, which would have been much more intense and a much more extensive recovery time. This is also the year in 2009 that Albert Pujols opens the Albert Pujols Wellness Center for Adults with Down Syndrome in Chesterfield, Missouri. Pretty cool. In 2010, he keeps the clutch moments coming. You know it. To start the season in April of 2010, Pujols has insane stats, particularly when the team is leading by one run, tied, or having 
the tying run on base late in a game. So in other words, he was producing in the moments where the team really needed him to come through. Something we are seeing him do right now all over again 12 years later. It's crazy, but it's cool to look back on this and just this is where we hear Danny Mac say and all of his teammates say, this is just what he does. This is pools. And this is the pools that we remember, right? Because this is 2010. We're getting closer and closer to the heartbreak. We know it's coming. Anyway, 2010, he hits his 400th career home run. He has a 100 RBI season for the 10th consecutive season in a row. He joins a list of only three other players to do that in Major League history. He also now passes Stan the Man as the all-time franchise leader in multi-home run games by August. He finishes in the top six in all the major offensive categories. He wins his second gold glove at first base. He wins that sixth Silver Slugger Award. And he finished second in NL MVP voting. In his first 10 major league seasons, he played a minimum of 143 games per season. There are 162 in a major league season. So he played 143 games. And that was actually in 2006 when he was injured. So in 2006 and 2008, when he was injured and he missed some time, he still missed less than 20 games on those seasons. In the other eight seasons, he played at least 154 games out of 162. I don't even know. I would be interested to see a list of players who are playing 154 games this season. The consistency and longevity and perseverance of his career is already amazing. And we're not even halfway through it. Albert's son, Ezra, was also born in February of 2010. I also had some winning years in 2009 and 2010. I'll tell you about it just a little bit. I played the title role of Avita, which is a big musical that I got to do at Illinois State University as a sophomore. I also did an interactive comedy show called The Awesome 80s Prom for the first time. I ended up doing it a few times over the next couple of years. And that was it was just a really awesome experience. It was super fun. It was different than musicals, which is mostly what I had done up until that point. And this also included uh, doing a show with my friend, Pitzer, who I mentioned in the episode last week, but this is really the time in probably 2010 when we did Awesome 80s Prom and we did All Shook Up together that we really became friends and we bonded over the Cardinals. So another shout out to you, Pitts. Okay, 2011. We got to go there. We got to go there. It's coming. He had a bit of a slump to start the season. But he got hot in a big way with consecutive extra inning walk-off home runs against the Cubs. Nothing better than getting hot against the Cubs. Nothing more timely. So that happened on June 4th and 5th of 2011. He has an infield collision mid-June where he fractures his wrist. So that's going to keep him out for a couple weeks. But he comes back mid-season. He gets his 2000th career hit. And in the final game of the 2011 season, he had a game-winning RBI that won the wild card after that huge comeback season where the Cardinals were 10 and a half games out, they had worked their way back and he got that game winning RBI that clinched it. So even after he has career lows in most offensive categories, he still finishes third in both home runs and runs scored on the season and is fifth in MVP voting. So still the fifth most valuable player. 
even when he's having a low year. Yeah. He comes alive, though, in the postseason. And we see the power of Clutch Pujols all over again with a game-winning RBI in Game 2 of the Division Series. He batted 478 with two home runs and nine RBIs in the series as the Cardinals defeated the Brewers in six games. And in Game 3 of the World Series, Joe Strauss of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch reports that Pujols had five hits, three home runs, four runs scored, and six RBIs in the 16-7 victory over the Rangers. That was in one game. (laughs) So he joins Babe Ruth and Reggie Jackson as the only players in baseball history to hit three home runs in a World Series game. And he set a series record with his 14 total bases. He became the first player in series history to have hits in four consecutive innings, and he tied records for the most hits and most RBIs in a World Series game. As we know, he did not reach an agreement with the Cardinals for a contract extension at the beginning of the year, and he becomes a free agent at the end of this season after winning his second World Series ring with the Cardinals. You know, strangely enough, I was also ready to leave the Midwest in 2011. That was the year that I moved to New York City. So 2012, Pujols goes the other direction for me, and he signs a 10-year deal with the Angels, and Cardinals Nation is shattered, bummed. I was, I was pissed. I was mad. Anyway, he has a slow start to the season, but he starts to click with the Angels by mid-May, He has a few big game-winning home runs, Pujols style, throughout the season. He plays another 153 games. He's now 32, and he's second in the league in doubles with 50. He finishes with 30 home runs, 105 RBIs. He bats 285 on the season, which at the time is his career low. But to put that in perspective, I took a look at current players who are batting 285. So especially if you're following baseball now, you can appreciate this. Current players who are batting 285, which is Pujols' 2012 career low, Justin Turner, Carlos Correa, Vladdy Jr., Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, Mookie Betts, Ronald Acuna, and so on. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Albert's daughter, Esther Grace, is also born in September of 2012. 2013, Pujols has the worst season of his career to date. He does not play in at least 100 games for the first time. He posted his worst in all offensive categories, and after playing 99 games, he ended up out for the remainder of the season with a foot injury. He batted 258 that season. Again, for perspective, your boy Juan Soto is currently batting 239. This is also the year that, as MLB.com reports, uh, former Cardinals player Jack Clark accused Pujols of using performance-enhancing drugs. We hate to see it. He was a hitting coach in Pujols' early years in St. Louis. Pujols immediately issued a statement that was adamantly denying the use of PEDs, performance-enhancing drugs, and he threatened to sue both Clark and the network that had aired the interview. So the network ends up cutting ties with Clark and Pujols files a defamation lawsuit against Clark. It's getting ugly. Another thing that I wanted to point out is this is the year of the shift. So if you listened in last episode, 
we talked about the shift and we talked about how it affected certain players more than others. And I found a really interesting article that was titled How the Shift Ruined Albert Pujols. It's written by ESPN's Alden Gonzalez, and he writes, The recent proliferation of defensive shifts has made it exceedingly difficult for power hitters to turn batted balls into hits, prompting an infatuation with launch angles and breeding a widespread acceptance of strikeouts. Few have been victimized more than Pujols. The aging slugger who still makes frequent contact but no longer runs well... The modern game is especially unforgiving to older hitters, and it has intensified the decline of arguably the greatest first baseman in baseball history. Ugh, this article was written in 2018, but it was very relevant for what is happening this year in 2013. So we're talking about how they're accusing him of using PEDs because all of a sudden he has this bad season. And it's like, well, there was also this major rule change that might have changed the trajectory and certainly had a big effect on those numbers as we continue to see in years to come. So in early 2014, moving right along, Clark ends up apologizing and he retracted his accusations. He says he misspoke. You know, there's always going to be haters, right? So you're doing something great and somebody's got to try to take it away from you. Early in the 2014 season, Pujols put the Peds accusations behind him and he hit his 500th career home run at Nationals Park. This is also where he hit his 400th home run in 2010. This is the season that he also ended Major League Baseball's longest game of the year and the longest game in the history at Angel Stadium. So they played the longest game of the year. It was a 19-inning game. It was six hours and 31 minutes against the Red Sox. He ended it with a solo home run. Some transitional years for Pujols for sure and for me too. I mentioned I had moved to New York City, so I'm living in New York City. Honestly, I'm having the time of my life in so many ways. Remember when Poole started his career and I was 10 and I hadn't even gotten braces yet and I wasn't even into theater yet? Oh, man. Anyway, milestone moments include through these years. In 2012, I adopted my cat, Raja. I booked and performed in the New York Musical Theater Festival in 2013, which is a pretty cool thing that I got to do in the city. And I started teaching fitness in 2014. 2015, moving right along with Albert here, he has a slow start to the season, but he ends up hot by midseason, and he was named the American League Player of the Month for the first time in June of 2015. So for the first time since moving to the American League, he gets that Player of the Month honor. He leads the major leagues in home runs in the first half of the season. And hey, he's selected to the All-Star Game again. Come on. First time he is selected to the All-Star Game as an American League player. This is his 10th overall selection to the All-Star team. He hits his 556th career home run, which puts him in sole possession of 14th place on the all-time career home run leaderboard. It's fun to think back at that now, knowing where he is at today. Um, He hit 40 home runs in the 2015 season, and this is the year where we start to see the Albert who hits for power and less for average. He batted 244 in the 2015 season. Again, for reference, Juan Soto is currently batting 239. I just like to share that for a little perspective because in Albert world, 244 sounds low and is not great, but 
what we see here in him hitting for power instead of average and really leaning into that in 2015 and having a little bit of a better year is him starting to work through and kind of accept the changes that the shift had made for him. This is also a big year uh, for me, actually, in 2015. Every year is a big year for Albert. I'm like, me too, right? Sometimes. <laughs> I did not hit any home runs, but I did, I guess, the equivalent for me at that point in my life. I booked a Broadway in Chicago show. So that ended up being a pretty big opportunity for me in my performance career. It's why I ended up in Chicago, and I'm, I'm still in Chicago. And it also ended up being a big part of the reason that I end up meeting my husband the following year. Spoiler alert. That's another story for another pod. It's adorable. Um, but 2015 was was very good to me. What's Albert up to in 2016? Doing all the things. Of course. He hits the 10,000th career plate appearance mark. And he becomes the 20th player all time to hit 5,000 total bases. He reaches 100 RBIs this season for the 13th season in his career, making him only the fifth player ever to do so. It's 2016. We still got a lot of years to go. He moves into ninth place on the all-time home run list at 586. There's that home run list. Among extra base hits, RBIs, and career double milestones, he also has some big milestones for those offensive categories this year. So he's really starting to submit his place in the history books based on the longevity of his career by 2016. You know, history is writing itself in my world in 2016. As I mentioned, I very faithfully and unexpectedly meet the man of my dreams in August of 2016. Fun fact here is that he also happens to be a Cleveland Guardians fan. So it was an opportune time for me to have a reason to root against the Cubs while I was living here in Chicago <laughs> during the 2016 World Series. All right, in 2017, Pujols becomes the ninth player in Major League history to hit at least 600 career home runs. So 2017 is when he hit 600. So of course, his 600th is a grand slam against the Twins. Oh my gosh, when I read that, it got me so excited thinking about what the situation for number 700 is going to be. It's always in some moment. It's always an experience with Albert. Wait to see. He has career lows offensively, still better than Soto's current season for those who are keeping track. And he still plays in 149 games on the season. 2018, Pujols hits his 3,000th career major league hit, 630th career home run, so that puts him into sixth place all-time with Ken Griffey Jr. He has a short little stint on the injured list, but he makes it back to get his 1,000th hit as an angel, which is cool because that makes him just the ninth player in major league history to record 1,000 hits as both an American League player and a National League player. At the end of the 2018 season, he has surgery on his knee at the end of August, so that ends up ending his season. He also has surgery to remove more bone spurs in his elbow that September as well, so kind of low-key towards the end of the season there, recovering from some injuries. Another parallel that I have with Albert, I'm also working through some injuries. They 
come up and start bothering me a little bit more in 2017, 2018, this kind of prompts me to leave group fitness and I become certified as a personal trainer, started learning a lot more in the strength training world and really just about functional movement to help myself and ultimately, you know, further my goal of helping other people too just about feeling good. Dan and I also moved out of the studio apartment that we had been living together in for over a year. That's how you know you're in love, folks. If you can live together in a studio apartment for over a year. We got uh, a big upgrade to a two-bedroom apartment. We actually lived, that apartment was great. It's where we lived before we are where we're at now, Um, but it was a half a mile from Wrigley Field, so we lived there for years. And we adopted our first rescue pup in 2018. We adopted June. Okay, we are really getting somewhere now, kids. We're coming into the last few years leading up to today. So 2019, Pujols becomes just the fourth player in Major League history to record 2,000 RBIs. And of course, he does it with a home run. He also becomes only the sixth player who has hit 200 home runs with two different teams. So when he hits his 2,000th home run as an angel, he's now had 200 home runs on two different teams. Just doing all kinds of weird, wacky, amazing stuff that nobody else is doing. He, his averages are definitely down across the board, but he's also now the third oldest player in the league. He's 39 years old, y'all. 2020 comes in with a roar. We all know there's some stuff going on in everybody's world. But Pujols begins the 2020 season as the oldest player in the major leagues. That is according to BaseballReference.com. He passed A-Rod to reach second all-time on the RBIs list. Bye, A-Rod. And he hits his 661st career home run to pass Willie Mays for fifth place all-time as reported by Benjamin Hoffman of the New York Times. So that's when he got into that fifth place spot a couple years back in 2020. So Pujols keeps breaking records in 2019, and uh, I keep adopting animals. Uh, We adopted Louise, our second rescue dog, in 2019. And we also got engaged earlier that year in 2019. Then, you know, good old 2020 came along, and we spent a lot of time trying not to breathe on other people. And we had a wedding outside with six other people present. Yeah, 2020. We're going to move right on. We're just going to go straight into 2021. We're getting to the good stuff. Albert begins the 2021 season with the Angels, but he is designated for assignment. This is a contractual term for when a player is removed from the 40-man roster of a team. Within that week, there's a number of different things they can do. They can return the player to the roster. They can place the player on waivers, trade them release them. But on May 6th of 2021, Pujols ends up clearing waivers and he becomes a free agent. This is when we see that infamous post-game interview or conference, post-game conference of Nolan Arenado addressing Pujols as his favorite player. Guys, I'm going to link it in the show notes because if you haven't seen it, it's gold. Less than two weeks after parting with the Angels, Pujols agrees to a one-year deal with the LA Dodgers across town. He actually ends up starting at at first base the night that he's signed. So he plays for the Dodgers. He's really playing as a platoon player, which means a player who shares a position with another player. One hitter is is better against right-handed pitchers. Another is better against left-handers. So they just kind of switch out depending on the circumstances of the game. And 
a good old pinch hitter for the Dodgers, too. He ends up hitting uh, 254, 12 home runs in 85 games. I also made a couple big moves in 2021, Albert. First, we moved into a house instead of an apartment, especially with our two dogs. We now have a little yard. That's super nice. And then I left the fitness industry after seven plus years, and I chose to work an operations job from home. I'd been looking for a way out for a while. Things had become really challenging, and it just was not the right fit for me moving forward. And I knew that, and I had known that for a while, you know, just like... Albert with the Angels. The time had come to an end. So here we are, folks, 2022. We know how it starts and we cannot wait to see how it ends. But also, can we like wait forever? Because we literally cannot imagine baseball without Albert Pools. <laughs> Albert signs a one year deal with the St. Louis Cardinals. He tells Russell Dorsey of Bally Sports that. We have the best fans in baseball. It feels like I never left. We know it. He's now the oldest player in Major League Baseball for the third season in a row. On April 12th, Pujols hits his first home run as a Cardinal in more than 10 years. On May 15th, Pujols made his pitching debut, the oldest player to do so since 1929. That was per John Denton at MLB.com. Since then, you know it. If you've been watching, the records just keep rolling in. We watched the home run derby, the pinch hit grand slam against the Rockies. He's hit home runs off of 450 different pitchers, which is now a record that he is in sole possession of over Barry Bonds. Thank you very much. And he hit home runs 696 and 697, which put him into fourth place all time in home runs. He was tied with Alex Rodriguez there at 697. He hit those two, 696 and 97, in the same game. And then he hit 698. So now he's in sole possession of fourth place all time. He is currently third overall in Major League history in RBIs, second in Major League history in total bases behind Hank Aaron, and fifth all time in doubles. There are honestly just way too many others to even begin to go there. The milestone watches to kind of wrap this up as we head into the last two weeks here of watching Albert Pujols play baseball in the regular season because we know there's going to be some more. The milestone watch here, which only counts for games up until the postseason. So it has to be in the regular season that these things will happen for him to hit these milestones. He is 10 away from passing Babe Ruth for second all-time in runs batted in. So, you know, Babe Ruth, ever heard of him? He's 14 games away from passing Ricky Henderson for fourth all-times in games played. So again, the consistency, the longevity. There are at least a dozen other players, maybe twice that many, that have had like played in more seasons, that have played like 24, 25 seasons where he's played 22. But He's fourth all-time in games played. And that, to me, is like the stat that sticks out more than anything, right? Because you can play, you know, 40 games in a season, and that still counts as like a season that you played. So the fact that he's fourth all-time in games played and the people ahead of him on that list are players from many, many years ago. And lastly, of course, we know he's two home runs away from 700, 
which is just a big milestone mark because he's going to end in fourth place all time either way, even if he doesn't hit another another home run, which I don't even want to say because that's clearly not a possibility. But there's only three other players in history that have done that. Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth. You might know him. Me, well, here I am in 2022. I started the Peace, Love, and Baseball podcast. I'm so excited to watch the end of the season with you guys. I appreciate all the fun interaction that we have online. If you're not into baseball, we definitely have some episodes coming up for you. I'm excited to have another guest on next week. I would love to hear your thoughts, recommendations that you might have. So please feel free to get in my DMs on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, Fill out one of the forms on the link tree in my bio. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode. You know it's going to be out next Tuesday. And thanks for joining me for a little fireside chat about our guy, Albert Pujols. I want you to take just five minutes and think back, like, what was I doing in 2000? Where was I at? Like, all of these things have happened for me in the time that I have been watching Albert Pujols play baseball. And it's just mind-blowing. It's impossible to wrap my head around how... He is baseball for me. We're all going to have to come to terms with it, but I think we've got a lot of fun still left in the next couple weeks and hopefully the next couple months to come. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Check out the Instagram for some upcoming mobility work and join me next week for peace, love, and baseball. Bye, guys. Bye.